It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Lakers lose to the New York Knicks at home, 109 to 114. Uh, They have lost three of four and have a tough stretch ahead of them. So we're going to talk about this game. We're going to talk about some habits creeping back in that I don't particularly love. And we got to talk about D'Angelo Russell. It's becoming a problem. Let's get to it. Quick reminder to please subscribe everywhere that you get your podcasts as well as here on uh, YouTube if you're watching it here. Uh, We are doing some really fun stuff on every platform that we are trying to do stuff on, uh, whether that's Substack, whether that's here, whether that's wherever. Uh, Playback, right, with with the All Access Lakers guys. We We are providing a ton of content here, so please come for the ride with us. But, yeah, let's talk about this game. The Lakers lose again. The final score was the Knicks 114 to the Lakers 109. AD finishes the game with 32 points on 14 of 22 shooting. Uh, only shot three free throws. The refereeing was was kind of weird in this one. Um, we'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, for the Knicks, Julius Randle, 27 points to 14 rebounds, three assists. He was a game high plus 17 in this one. Um, and I think, you know, once again, he plays out of his mind against the Lakers. Somebody needs to remind them before every game that he plays against the Lakers. Hey man, Luke left a long time ago because <laughs> he is killing him every time that he plays against these Lakers that, uh, look, I can't blame him. That relationship ended poorly for the Lakers. Also in this one, you had LeBron. I didn't think he played very well. Now his line at the end of it looks incredible, right? 25 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists only had the two turnovers. Um, but he was two of eight from three point range, 10 of 23 from the, from the field, missed a whole bunch of layups. Um, only shot four free throws, uh, was a, a game worst, minus 13 in this one. And uh, now I I thought he picked up his play a little bit late, but I think it was a little too late uh, for, to, for too little too late, essentially from LeBron. And, and again, here you look, you have LeBron playing 39 minutes. You have AD playing 35 minutes. At some point, ham is going to have to get their minutes under control and to keep on squandering these efforts, right? Anthony Davis is on this crazy, boring scoring binge, um, and, and the Lakers have lost three of four. You have, uh, LeBron having played well in a couple of those games also. And again, it's just, 
you know, and, and it kind of gets back to what we're going to talk about in the second uh, subject of this, right, with some of the bad habits creeping back in. But this one was this one was tough to watch because I thought the Knicks did a very good job of setting a very physical tone early on. And you watch it, you watch the difference in the way that the two coaches handle their business. Every time the Lakers would score like five points in a row, it felt like Tibbs was calling a timeout to to stop that and nip that in the bud as quickly as he could. You also had the Knicks playing super physically with the Lakers. And, uh, you know, I talk about this with Raj all the time. And I talked about this with basically anybody who wants to listen to me talk about this all the time. But in sports, essentially, physicality, and refereeing can be turned into an advantage for a team if you're consistent enough with it. And with the Knicks, if they are fouling on every play, the ref isn't going to call it on every play. And then on the plays that they did call stuff, you watch Tom Thibodeau on those plays, and he's in the referee's ears letting him know, you can't call that here, you can't call that, you haven't called it all game. And and he's right, you know, those calls, they haven't been getting those calls um, uh, all game and it hurts when, you know, the, 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 the Lakers are, you know, trying to get to the rim and trying to defend. And, you know, it was very clear that one team was being refereed one way and the other team was being refereed the other. And I'm not saying this to whine about refereeing because whining about refereeing is kind of lame, but I'm saying that that physical tone that the, the Knicks set, winds up being turned into like a, a twofold advantage for them because obviously playing physically and playing with physicality and with force is it's an, it, its own advantage. But then on top of it, you have the way that the game is being refereed and you can see the impact that that had on, on, on the game as well. So um, in, in, in a macro sense in this game, those were the two kind of big takeaways to me. Uh, LeBron just needed to be better. He just, he played really poorly by his standards for three quarters, turned it up a little bit in the fourth. And, and again, you know, he winds up setting the tone for the Lakers. And when he just doesn't quite have it, you could see now I was really impressed that the Lakers were playing competitively in a game that he wasn't setting the tone. Um, but you know, when he finally perked up, the Lakers would go on a bit of a run but then he would like take a dumb three or something like that, that winds up cutting that run short. So, and, and look like, you know, some people were wondering, is he sick? Is he hurt? And all this stuff, sometimes bad games happen. And look, if, if it turns out, if we get a report that he was under the weather or something like that, he didn't look right, especially for a game against the Knicks. He didn't look all that right. And uh, if we get more information on that front, then for sure we'll share it. But as it stands right now, it's just a bad LeBron game. And if he plays like, if he plays those three quarters decently, if he makes a few of those layups, we're probably talking about a very different game here. That isn't to say that he was the worst player on the court for the Lakers. That award goes to D'Angelo Russell, who we'll talk about here at the end of the show. But for what the Lakers need out of him, while the rest of their supporting cast tries to find their way, you need a little bit more out of them and, and it feels unfair to ask for it, but, but that's just kind of the spot that the Lakers are in also here in this one, Raj was making a good point in uh, on, on all access Lakers today in the way that the Knicks defend, they, they like 
happily give up three pointers, take them, whatever, have it. And, you know, I talked about the, uh, the way that the, the Knicks set that physical tone and the way that they get a, get refereed as a result. Well, from the Lakers perspective, they shot 41, three pointers to the Knicks 30 in this one. So again, that's going to set a bit of a softer tone for referees and, I, you know, I think it winds up hurting the Lakers. They also aren't a very good three point shooting team. They made 32% of their threes here tonight. You had Torian Prince go three of 13 from three point range. Again, LeBron goes two of eight. Reddish shot over four from three point range, and none of those threes felt like good decisions. Uh, Reeves went three of seven, but a lot of those were kind of out of rhythm, off the dribble threes that, uh, you know, just it's been a while since the offense felt like it was it had any kind of a point so let's go let's talk about that next hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When the Lakers are cooking and when the Lakers were playing for something that felt like stakes, right, in that in-season tournament, the Lakers were more effectively spamming certain aspects of their offense, right? 80 post-touches. LeBron and Austin Reeves two-man game stuff, um, Austin and and AD two-man stuff, uh, D'Lo and in and AD two-man stuff, and now it's become like when if if Torian Prince is going to shoot thirteen threes, something went really wrong, like really really wrong or really well, right? If he make if he shoots thirteen threes and he makes ten of them, then cool. But in this case, and this is the kind of thing that drives me insane about the way that the Lakers have operated this year, where there's just never any adjustment to the way that the game is going. And this one, the Knicks were just happily giving up three-pointers to Torian Prince. Take it. Screw it. You can't make it. And it was just wide open threes. And like if this was a pickup game, at some point, somebody would be like, hey, you know why you're open, right? Like they, they're, they're not guarding you for a reason. And you know that, right? And in this case, uh, there was never any adjustment made, and it was just brick after brick after brick after brick from Torian Prince in, like, really key moments where all of those misses, because of how wide open they are, 
because of the point in the game that they are coming in. Um, like they, they just, they really hurt when he's missing like that. And in this case, I thought the, the offense and, and over the stretch as the Lakers have lost three or four, we've seen the offense return a little too closely or way too closely. Honestly, I don't know why I said a little, but the offense has become far too, uh, you know, egalitarian is the term that I've used all season here. And at some point the Lakers need to get back to like focusing on hitting certain notes over the course of a game. And, you know, it's funny in the in season tournament, when the priority was winning, they played a certain way. And now here in the regular season, I don't know if I would go so far as to say that the priority isn't winning, but it, it is certainly slanted more towards getting certain looks and getting reps for certain guys or with certain sets and stuff like that. And as a result, the in-season tournament, the Lakers go undefeated 7-0. In the non-in-season tournament games, the Lakers are 7-11. And, and uh, you know, that's just, it, you know, it, at some point that approach needs to change. And, you know, some of that is a leadership thing between LeBron and AD. Some of that is a Darvin Ham thing and the way that he coaches. For God's sake, man, the 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 Knicks ended the third quarter on a 15 to 2 run. And I talked earlier about the way that Tibbs calls was calling timeouts anytime the Lakers would go on like a 6-0 run, a 5-0 run. I think at one point he called one on a 4-0 run. And and for the Lakers to just consistently in game after game watch the same fucking runs over and over and over again with no timeout called. It's just, Darvin, what are you doing over there? Like, is it just inspirational speeches? Like, if anything, you should want to call more timeouts because that's when you can give your inspirational speeches. You can't give them while the Lakers are on the court. Anyway, uh, this was an annoying game, and it is you know, three losses in the last four games that have all felt very annoying. Obviously you lose to the Spurs and you snap their 18 game losing streak. That's an avoidable loss. The game against Dallas where they're on the second night of a back-to-back, they don't have Kyrie Irving and you're playing at home. That is an, it is an avoidable loss. And then here again, tonight, the Knicks had played four games in six nights They'd been in LA and away from home for a while and you go out and you lose this one. And it's just, you can't keep squandering these opportunities because eventually, and as you look ahead to the schedule where the Lakers play um, Wednesday against the Chicago bulls, and then they play against Minnesota on the second night of a back to back. And then later they play the, uh, oh, by the way, those Bulls that the Lakers play next uh, have been playing really well since Zach Levine stopped playing. So that's a bit of a concern there, right? That isn't the gimme that you were hoping it would be going into it. Um, So the Lakers go Wednesday at Chicago, Thursday at Minnesota, Saturday at Oklahoma City, and then Monday on Christmas they play the Boston Celtics who have arguably been the best team in the NBA this year. So like that game against San Antonio, that loss against Dallas, this one here tonight, 
because you keep losing these winnable games, that means that you have to go out and you have to win one of these tougher ones. And maybe because of the way that the Lakers approach this stuff, where they take lesser competition for granted, maybe that means that they get up for some of the other talent, but that hasn't really been the case either. Oklahoma City already beat them soundly this year. They haven't played Minnesota, but that's kind of a tough matchup. Um, the Bulls, it's going to be interesting because on the schedule, it looks like the kind of game that the Lakers would take lightly. But again, with the way that the Bulls are playing lately, you can't. So at some point, and a, a change to their approach has to happen. When and if it comes soon enough, you know, that's that's a that's a question I guess we're gonna lose a little bit of sleep over. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, the final topic here that I wanted to hit uh, before you know we kind of move on and preview the, the the week that is to come. I'm going to be very careful on this one because of the subject matter. I am not in the locker room, and that is the disclaimer on all of this. But over the last few weeks, I have had multiple conversations with people who brought it up themselves. Like normally what will happen is um, somebody will mention something to me and I'll go to somebody else and say, Hey, I'm hearing some of this. What do you have to say on this front? Or what are you hearing on this front? What are you seeing on this front? And that's how you essentially kind of like confirm a story and you get to start to get the whole picture that way. Um, this has been different in that, on a few occasions, I'm having a conversation with somebody who is, you know, relatively close to the Lakers or people around the league. And on a few occasions here, they have brought up on their own. Yeah. Um, there's some tension in that locker room. And right now, right, the Lakers have lost three of four. They're seven and 11 in games outside of the in-season tournament you would expect to have some tension in the locker room. That isn't what necessarily surprises me all that much. What surprises me a little bit is that the source of that tension is pretty consistent in that the, the guy that people apparently are, are starting to have uh, some questions about his focus is with D'Angelo Russell. And I have talked about this over the course of the year, and I've mentioned how, you know, Eventually, that amount of noise is going to start to have its effect and have its impact on his play, right? 
He has been in, in, in trade rumors basically since he signed his contract, literally uh, since he came to an agreement with the Lakers, the Lakers basically canvassed the league, saw, you know, wanted to see what kind of a return they can get on the guy in some kind of a sign and trade. Couldn't find anything said, all right, screw it. We're going to go into the season with him and then see what the, the market looks like at the trade deadline. And look to Russell's credit at the beginning of the year, I thought he was playing well enough to where I started asking people, is there a scenario here where maybe he plays himself into a longer second Lakers stint than maybe was anticipated? And there was some like, you know, some cautious optimism, but for the most part, it was like, <laughs> we'll see. And, um, and I think that's where we kind of find ourselves now where, I think those rumors and those whispers are starting to have their, their take their toll on, on D and he is playing the game in, in a way that is just really poor habits. And, you know, you kind of look at uh, his numbers here in December and they're pretty disgusting. And it's funny that even before the game, um, it was spectrum who was calling attention to the way that D'Angelo Russell is playing in December, but through five games in December, I don't think that one is counting tonight. Yeah, this isn't counting tonight, but coming into tonight where, and it isn't exactly like LeBron or uh, D'Lo lit the world on fire, but in December through five games, he's only playing 26 minutes a game uh, because of how poorly he's playing. He's shooting 41 and percent from the field. He's shooting 25% from three point range. He's not getting to the free throw line. Um, and if he is getting there, uh, he hasn't made a free throw in December. Um, his defensive rebounding is down where uh, in October and November, he was averaging three-ish rebounds a game. That is down to two rebounds a game uh, in this uh, so far this year. Uh, his assists are down where in October, they, they were at seven and a half. In November, they were six and a half. Now they are down to six um, blocks right at the beginning of the season. He had, he was getting half a block a game and uh, through, through October and November hasn't had a block here in December. Um, his steals are up, which cool. That's, that's notable, I guess. Um, though I think his deflections in general are, are down and his points are uh, at 10 points a game which is just not good enough for somebody who you're hoping his offense is going to offset the type of defense that he plays um, his turnovers. Now look again, he's playing fewer minutes and his turnovers are, are still at like the same number that they were at in November. So yeah, it's just been, I feel for the guy. I really do. I have talked about this with Harrison and I think he's gotten a real raw deal over the course of his career minus the amount of money that he has made. But I do think that we are reaching a point where if there isn't a turning point and if things don't turn around soon, uh, you might see the Lakers really start to look to move him closer to January 15th then to February, you know, mid-February when the trade deadline takes place. It has been ugly for D'Angelo Russell. And, and the fact that there are apparently 
some tent there is some tension directed at him specifically in the locker room means that like the other guys are feeling it too and you know somebody made a point uh in in the all, all access lakers comments after the game tonight we usually hang out there a little bit talk about the game and then move on to our post game uh responsibilities but somebody made the point of are there any other starting point guards who like just it's not even a matter of sometimes he plays late in the fourth quarter sometimes he doesn't he is always benched in the fourth period always the one game that he wasn't was that san antonio game that was nearly choked away and he was on the court while the lakers were nearly choking away that game and you know Again, I'm not making him the source for all of the problems I said earlier. LeBron James needed to be uh, needed to play better for the first three quarters of this one for the Lakers to have a chance. Torian Prince needs to shoot better on wide open three pointers. Jared Vanderbilt had a pretty bad game by his standards. Got hurt at one point. Cam Reddish, I thought, really forced things because he was playing against one of his former teams. There's a lot going on, and there's a lot that goes into not just this game, but the stretch that the Lakers are currently on where they've lost three or four. I am not solely assigning blame to D'Angelo Russell here. What I am saying, though, is that there are you know now several people who have come out and said, yeah, it's not great in there. And it's not great in there. And a lot of that tension is directed or frustration is directed at a certain place and with a certain person. And, you know, when, when, when that type of stuff is, you know, a source of frustration and I don't have to ask for it, you know, (laughs) what am I supposed to do with that? Right? Like, it's one thing to hear it one time off of one person and, and, and maybe it's just like a one-off thing because of the situation, one bad game or something like that. But the first time I heard about this was like like a month ago. And and it's off and on. And you know, now it's 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 reaching a point where again, I don't even have to ask people about it and it's coming out. And people are like, Yeah, I I don't know how tenable this is. So look, I'll also say this about Russell. He is very much a vibes guy and the vibes around the Lakers right now are not great because they've done this much losing after the, the in season tournament, LeBron James called attention uh, to the amounts of travel that they have done in December. And that's also fair to point out as well. Um, That said, like D'Angelo Russell, isn't the kind of guy who like turns the vibes around. He is going to ride the wave and uh, the Lakers right now don't have a, a wave for him to ride. And like, Man, in this one, the Lakers were, I think, within about five or six points in the fourth period, midway through the fourth period. Darvin goes to Russell to see if he can just kind of get Austin a little bit of rest before, you know, that final push. And in that time, it was just disaster after disaster. Russell fouls Jalen Brunson. Um, Russell gives up an offensive rebound. Russell takes an ill, ill-advised three-point three-pointer that misses, and all of a sudden that lead balloons back up to a dub, double-digit lead. And all of the work that the Lakers did 
to get back into it is all, you know, you now have to do it all over again. And the Lakers were not able to. So it's just something that um, I have tried to like hold off on mentioning with Russell. But, and, and look, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'm not, I'm not, um, I have been pulling for Russell. I have. I really legitimately am. I wanted this to work for him. I never thought it would because he signed his contract and upon signing his contract, waive his no trade clause before there was any kind of a trade that could take place. He was already, you know, both sides of that negotiation were looking in that direction. So the outcome to this season was already, I wouldn't say decided, but it was certainly heading in a certain direction. And in this case here, I was hoping that it like maybe he would play so well and he would focus on the on on all of the right things to such an extent that we would get to a point where you get to the uh, trade deadline and you say, eh, you know, you're good. But if things continue as they have for the last, you know, since the beginning of December here, at you know, I guess January fifteenth is when you finally can 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 start to move on, I guess. All right. That is going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers lowdown podcast. Uh, we have, let's see, today is Monday. So tomorrow, because we had a switch with uh, Aaron and Harrison last week, Aaron will be on the show tomorrow uh, or today. By the time you guys are listening to this, we'll do that live this afternoon um, here on uh, YouTube where uh, I hope you guys are subscribing and listening and tuning in and all of that stuff. Please go back and check out the uh, trade primer that I, I wrote for Substack and uh, further detailed on yesterday's lowdown. Um, Wednesday, I have a really fun guest, somebody who hasn't been on the pod before, somebody I, I honestly should have brought on uh, before, finally got to meet him in Vegas over the uh, summer and uh, does great work. And I am looking forward to talking to him. So you have that. You have the game Wednesday night. You have uh, the game Thursday night. You have uh, Aaron coming on Thursday to, to react to Wednesday's game and look ahead to Thursday. And then obviously we have the Friday happy hour to send us off into a holiday weekend. So a lot of stuff coming up here on the uh, Lakers Lounge podcast feed. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in the way that you have. And until tomorrow, or until the next time you guys hear from me, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's, and I will talk to you in my next one.